Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time. Hey, thanks for listening to Educate for Life today. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and uh, glad that you could be here with us. If you want to stream this show, you can stream it on uh, Facebook. You can stream it on the Educate for Life Facebook page. You can stream it on YouTube or Periscope. It's all over the place. And we're going to be talking about an interesting subject today, and that is the whole debate that's hap- taking place right now over uh, transgender rights and these sort of sorts of things. Ca- Canada has passed laws essentially saying that if you misgender somebody uh, deliberately, you can be fined, uh, you can face penalties. Um, we've already seen a little bit of this in America with what happened in New York. I did a show about this uh, quite a while ago. New York passed a law where if you uh, are an employer and you deliberately misgender somebody, or let's say somebody says, hey, um, I'm, a, I'm a girl and they're actually a guy and you continue to call them uh, using the pronoun, uh, male pronouns like he, um, then you can face fines and penalties up to $250,000. Now, uh, this is really coming to the forefront uh, in politics right now with what's happening with Trump has made several um, uh, kind of uh, statements that he is considering removing all language that that pertains to uh, transgenders um, in any any kind of laws because uh, he doesn't think it's necessary. And so there's this big argument over whether gender is male and female or whether there are tons of different types of gender. You can identify yourself as different things. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this today because I think it's important. And um, if you keep up at all with people like uh, Jordan Peterson or um, Steven Crowder or Ben Shapiro, these guys are all talking about these issues, especially Jordan Peterson. He's become uh, very famous because of this. Um, And I also want to talk about how this relates to feminism. Um, all these feminism and, tra- and transgender rights, surprisingly, there's a, 
there's a connection here that some people don't notice or, or aren't aware of, and it's important to understand it. If I'm going to be an intelligent um, person with a biblical worldview, if I'm going to intelligently communicate uh, God's word as well as uh, the social science that revolves around this and how it affects our government and our policies, it's important that we understand these issues. So um, we're going to be diving into that today. Um, so I wanted to start off, this is a uh, video about Swedish feminism. It says, has Swedish feminism gone too far? And I want you to listen to this. Um, it's kind of funny, uh, but uh, they're, they're serious. So uh, listen to this here. In the gender equality stakes, Sweden is rated highly, but some Swedes feel it's being taken to extremes. It has the highest proportion of working women in the world and some two-thirds of university degrees are earned by women. New mothers and fathers both get generous parental leave. Gender role neutrality initiatives, however, some feel are being exaggerated. There's a politician who proposed that men should be required by law to urinate in a sitting position, partly because it leaves toilets cleaner and promotes prostate health, partly as an appeal for reason. Here's that politician. When my son was in kindergarten, they tried to force him to pee standing up. When we had taught him to pee sitting down. When the school let him sit down to pee, there was no problem. I had read about a school in Norway that officially banned boys stand-up peeing. Lots of people's reaction was that was taking away boys' right to be boys. Anne-Helena Rudberg joined the feminist movement in the 1970s to fight for women's rights because she saw her mother suffer violence at home. Today, she argues women have equal rights and that feminist political parties are taking things too far. It's a power struggle between uh, men and women, I think. And the effect of that is that we have got... Uh, uh, we have, on one side, we have women and on the, the other side, men. And uh, this is not good for, for the children or for anyone. <laughs> At this school in Stockholm, teaching gender equality is a priority. Boys and girls are encouraged not to be limited by stereotypical roles or games. And since last year, there's a new word in the Swedish dictionary, hen, which is a neutral pronoun for he or she. Not everyone agrees about that. Okay, I think that's good Good there. Um, basically, um, you can see here, uh, Scandinavia has been really on the front forefront, and... Um, Typically, you know, Scandinavia, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, that's Sweden's uh, put these laws. They're, they're calling themselves the first feminist government. And uh, there's an article that was put out by the Washington Post. Uh, it says here, Apple, Facebook and Google among 56 businesses telling Trump not to weaken transgender rights. Now, what is the connection between feminism and transgenderism or transgender rights? Um, you know, as a Christian... I believe what the Bible says in, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible over and over again repeats the, the idea that God does not show partiality. He does not show favoritism. And in Galatians 3, what it's saying is, when it, when it references Jew or Greek, what it's saying is God does not uh, show partiality based on uh, your race, right? He, and then it says, neither slave nor free. He doesn't show partiality based on your status in society. And then it says there's no, there's no male and female. He doesn't show partiality based on um, your sex. Now, uh, so, so when we talk about feminism, if somebody were to say, uh, uh, you know, Kevin, are you a feminist? Well, if you mean by feminism, do I want equal rights for women? Do I think women should be treated fairly? Absolutely. The Bible is all for that. The Bible is all about um, elevating and I and I believe that the Bible, as far as uh, women's rights are concerned and women's equality, there is nothing, no book that has done uh, what the Bible has done for women. There is no nothing like it that has been done for women. The Bible has raised the status of women uh, more than any other uh, text in the world, and we can see this in in the Bible. The Bible constantly gives rights to women. For example, in the Old Testament, there's a story that most people aren't uh, familiar with. Zelephahad that. These the daughters of Zelephahad. This guy uh, passes away. He has no sons, and the it looks like 
the his property is going to be lost to him because he has no sons and 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 sons get land. Well, they go and complain to Moses, his daughters do, and they say, hey, shouldn't we have um, land? Uh, our father's name shouldn't disappear just because he has no sons. And Moses uh, consults the Lord and, the, and God says, yeah, absolutely. Give them the land. Right. And then, of course, Deborah is a female judge. Esther rescues uh, all of the Jewish people um, uh, when they were going to be um, basically put to death. And then you have people like Jael, who is credited with um, rescuing the Jews from an evil king. Uh, and over and over and over again, we see this. Priscilla in the New Testament, Phoebe and Eunice. Uh, we see all these women that are given honor and lifted up. And we see these scriptures which declare that uh, men and women are equal. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says, Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. And over and over again, we constantly see this. We also see that it looks like in the afterlife, there's not going to be a discrepancy between men and women. Um, Jesus Christ, when he's asked about marriage in uh, heaven, he says, there will be no marriage in heaven. Uh, there, there will be, nobody will be marrying anybody. And we can infer from this that it looks like there's not going to be procreation. That um, one of the primary reasons for the sexes uh, in creation is uh, to procreate and to populate the world. The Bible says, uh, be fruitful and multiply, right? Several times he says this to Adam and Eve. He also says it to Noah when he gets off the ark and his family. Um, and so that's a big part of the sexes. Now, what's happening in our culture today is that um, even sex is being redefined, but typically, historically, um, what we've seen is that sex is biological male and female. We can tell a person's sex by their biology. That has to do with a variety of factors, uh, including their chromosomes, in including their physical body parts, including their horm hormone levels, all sorts of things uh, help us to establish, okay, this person is male and this person is female. Um, and so that's sex. But what's happening is our culture is redefining gender to be whatever you feel like you are. Okay, so, um, and this this takes us back to, which if you've stayed with me for any amount of time, you know, I talk about relativism. Um, the show I did earlier was on solipsism, which is the idea that a person's mind and how they perceive reality is more important than reality itself. So, so uh, C.S. Lewis called this perspectivism. And he said uh, this was very dangerous because people are saying that reality must line up with the way they think, not their thinking line up with reality. And so uh, th these are very, very hot topics in our culture today. All over the world, people are arguing this, especially in Western, uh, Western civilization and Western culture. So um, I want to uh, clarify this. Um, you know, are there, is there, the question keeps coming up, right? Is there more than one gender? Uh, historically, it's only been male and female. Uh, same with sex. There's only male and female. But now people are arguing because there's intersex, there's people that are born that are um, potentially uh, have some aspects that are male and some biological aspects that are female. They're intersex and therefore there should be no categories as male and female. Um, so... Uh, we're coming up on a break here, but when we come back, I'm going to distinguish between these, and I'm going to show where feminism is good, but where feminism um, can potentially take a wrong turn, and why we have to be careful as Christians to how we answer the question, am I a feminist? Um, I would say in some ways I am, but there's a very clear way where feminism is going that I am not, and uh, this all revolves around uh, both science, social science, science as well as the scriptures and what the scriptures teach so stay with us we'll be right back Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. 
When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. Okay, thanks for being here with us. You're on Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. Our program streams uh, on Periscope, on Facebook, on YouTube. You can watch it all over the place. And we also um, air live in Southern California and San Diego. Uh, FM 106.1 North County, that's K-Praise, and then AM 1210 San Diego, K-Praise also. So we're on FM and AM uh, here in San Diego if you still listen to radio, and uh, please check us out. Also, I have a a website that's dedicated to helping you get answers to to the tough questions that people have about God and the Bible. So we cover everything you can imagine, creation, evolution. We talk about Islam. We talk about Buddhism, Mormonism. Uh, How do we know that Christianity is the right religion? And then we cover all the, the subjects uh, that are going on today uh, in our culture. Um, how do we know that this nation is a Christian nation? Was it a Christian nation? Uh, is it worth keeping it a Christian nation? We cover issues like abortion and homosexuality and all these uh, issues that people have questions about. And uh, I also, by the way, I do a lot of speaking. I recently was speaking at the uh, uh, National Apologetics Conference with Veritas International University up in L.A., and uh, recently spoke at the Awana Conference, Southern California Awana Conference also. And um, so if you're looking for somebody to talk about these subjects, um, I'd love to be a part of your church congregation, uh, speak on a Sunday or, or at a conference, whatever you have available um, that you'd like. You need an apologist, somebody who does this sort of thing um, to speak. I'd love to be able to help you out. So uh, you can check that out on my website too, educateforlife.org. We're talking about transgenderism, transgender rights, and feminism. And... Um, the the big deal here is that feminism um, it, it started out really really good in the sense that it was about equality for women about women being treated fairly about uh, women not not being oppressed or, or, or pushed down and um, you know I you know I, I'm a Republican today not because um, I care as so much about political parties but you know the the, the founder of the Republican Party was Abraham Lincoln. And I believe that a lot of the people on the right side of the political aisle um, base their views about reality and about government and about politics on um, the Bible. And for that reason, um, I typically vote Republican. Um, Obviously, I'm pro-life and I believe in conservative values. Um, And so when it comes to like women's rights, for example, the suffragettes were almost all Republicans and it was uh, it was people with conservative Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, who were fighting for women's equality and women uh, to have the right to vote. The Democrats at the time when this was an issue were actually voting against women's rights. And so um, I believe that uh, today when we talk about women's equality or we talk about feminism, that uh, Jesus Christ is all about women. Jesus Christ is all about raising the the um, well-being of women and honoring women. And so uh, where... Feminism takes a turn for the worse, though, is when it begins to say that men and women are interchangeable. So, so if you're if this is something that you care about, I think this is a key point, and that is this: God believes that men and women are equal, but He does not teach that they are interchangeable. And the the movement today, which feminism transitioned into uh, transgender thought, right, or or trying to have transgender thought um, or transgender rights. Transgender, uh, the transgender activists generally will say that gender is a is a cultural construct, right? It's a societal construct. It's not 
real. It's something that we have made up and whether uh, intentionally or not, we'll, people will say made up in order to suppress women. Uh, and this is just not the case. There's no doubt about it that men and women are different. The evidence is overwhelming that they're different. Um, and if you've listened to any of Jordan Peterson's stuff, he's a clinical psychologist, 25 years. Um, and he, uh, he is a, a Christian of sorts, but his perspective is that uh, it does us no good. It serves us no good in order to con- continuously argue that, that um, men and women are interchangeable. Now, this whole idea that a person can define reality however they want, perspectivism, solipsism, or relativism, right, postmodernism, all these fancy words, all they're saying is that a person um, can define reality how they want. Their mind and how they think they are is more important than how they actually are. So so when a boy says, or a girl says, I want to be a boy, uh, which happened here in San Diego with a friend of mine, he he had a student who said, I want to be called a boy. She was a girl. And he said, I cannot do that. She complained to the administration. They said, we want you to call her a boy. Her parents weren't even aware of this, by the way. The administration would not tell her parents. And he said, um, I can't do this. You know, he called me up and he said, Kevin, what do you think? Do you think that I should do this? Do you think I should call her a, uh, a boy, even though she's not? And I said, well, I don't think this is a sin either way. I don't think it's a sin for you to do that or to not do that, but I think you've got to think it through and go, okay, why, you know, should I do this or should I not? Now, a lot of Christians at the time were saying, hey, look it, just call her by her name. Don't worry about the pronouns. Just call her whatever uh, her name is, and then you don't even have to avoid it. I mean, how many times do you call on that student throughout the day anyway? She was a quiet kid and not very often. And he ended up deciding that he needed to continue to be able to say she was a boy And, uh, you know, some people have even said, but is that really the loving thing to do? And the fact of the matter is, is that um, the reason he pushed back against this is he said, where are we going to end up if we keep letting this, we keep pushing this line back and we keep saying, um, rather than deal with the issue, I'm going to avoid the issue. You know, a lot of, a lot of people make these statements, you know, um, just find a way to get along, uh, to go along. But at some point you got to draw a line. And if you, Jordan Peterson, what he's talking about with Canada their bill C-16 is essentially that they have made it a criminal, um, a a, a criminal act to, to misgender somebody. So if you decide, look it, I'm not going to make up a reality with you. I'm going to, I'm going to treat you as you really are. Um, and you decide I'm going to call this student a, a girl, even if she wants to be called a boy, then you, you have, crossed the line, you've broken the law, and you can be fined and penalized, uh, just like New York has made that law. And so, and my friend was let go. He was fired because he would not call this uh, girl a boy. And so, so here's the deal. This is coercion, right? This is compelled speech. This is the government telling you how you have to think and how you have to talk. And it's somewhat equivalent or, or it's along the same lines as the whole hate speech laws. Hate speech is not governing action anymore. It's governing the way you talk. And so the difficulty here is, is how much are we going to allow the government to continue to infringe upon in America? It's our First Amendment rights. Now, in Canada, they don't have First Amendment rights. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, thank God we do, our, our founding fathers were straight genius that they gave us the First Amendment right, which was freedom of speech, right? Um, and so we have the ability to say what we think. Now, why is that so important? Well, uh, you know, there's two sides, two different views on this. If you talk to somebody on the left, typically what they're going to say is this. Um, We believe that you must be civil, even if it means sacrificing honesty. So we we believe you must not offend, even if it means sacrificing honesty. And so what they've done is they've elevated uh, the idea that you shouldn't offend somebody above the value of honesty. So truth has been uh, brought down below not offending somebody. Now, for a Christian, our goal here is to love people, right? That's what we do. We want to love people. And I, I want to show love to the person that, that says, hey, I'm, um, I'm transgender or whatever the case. Uh, but remember that love doesn't always mean making somebody feel better. Now, I would never try to deliberately make somebody feel worse, 
But at the same time, I have to be careful. Um, I don't want to sacrifice truth uh, for my desire to be, quote, compassionate, right? And this is what Jesus Christ says. Jesus Christ said, um, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Now, that's a very strange statement coming from Jesus Christ. Uh, you wouldn't expect him to say he's, he's not come to bring peace, but a sword. But this is Matthew chapter 10, 34. And what he's talking about, he says, he will divide a brother against a, a, a brother, a father against a son, a mother against her daughter. And what is he saying? He's saying, I will not sacrifice truth for peace. That truth is elevated above peace. And so this is really important for you and I to understand this, it, you know, and it really applies to all areas of our lives. When we're dealing with children, we're not trying to coddle the child. Now, it doesn't mean uh, just because we're telling them the truth or applying discipline doesn't mean we don't love them. In fact, lo love is demonstrated through that discipline or that telling the truth. That's what we would argue, that love ultimately has the benefit for that person. Now, I was watching a discussion between... Um, Steven Crowder and uh, transgender person. Um, you can check this out. You know what Steven Crowder does those shows where he, he says, uh, uh, I believe there's only two genders change my mind. And so there's an interesting dialogue here back and forth between the two of them. And the transgender uh, named Danielle says, uh, transgender wo woman says, so, so a man who is dressed up as a woman says, the best thing you can do for me is, to support me in my truth. So the claim on the left is this, that by you agreeing with this person about their gender, even if it's not their sex, that you're actually doing them a favor, you're giving them health, you're lowering discrimination. But the claim on the right is that by me essentially playing pretend with that person, pretending they're a gender that they're not, I'm actually doing more harm than good. I'm not helping them. I'm hurting them. So we have two different perspectives in that case. Okay, we're coming up on a break here. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk about this. And uh, so stay with me. We're going to look at feminism, transgenderism, and how it affects our government and our policies. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? We'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. Fastlanesailing.com. 619-222-0766. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and team home loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tire wheels and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530 and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hi, thanks for uh, tuning in today. You're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. And uh, my website's educateforlife.org. If you're interested in checking out all kinds of uh, tough subjects uh, that have to do with 
our culture today. You know, one of the things I'm talking about today when we talk about feminism and transgenderism, I'm talking about moral relativism or what uh, C.S. Lewis called perspectivism. And that is the idea that how a person defines reality is more important than reality itself. So I actually address this in detail in class uh, 202. Um, and we, we talk about it. It's called refuting relativism. It shows that this way of thinking uh, doesn't take you to the right path. And, you know, I, I com- when I teach this, I compare it to a map, a road map. If you want to get somewhere, let, let's say you're going to Disneyland and you want to get to Disneyland, but you have a, a map that's taking you to Sedona, Arizona, right? Uh, then the problem is, is you're not going to get where you want to go. And so when we look at the issue of um, reality and, and what do we want out of life? Well, most people, what they're looking for out of life is they're looking for uh, happiness. They're looking for contentment. They're looking for these things. Ultimately, uh, from a biblical perspective, what we're looking for is eternal life. It's a reconnection with God. Um, and that's Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins so that we could reconnect with God. We could have that relationship back with our creator. Um, and so when it comes to, to, to life and making decisions, the closer my map aligns with truth, right, with objective truth, then um, the better off I'm going to be, the more likely I'm going to be able to get to where I want to go. And so uh, truth is very, very important. Jesus Christ uh, uses the phrase, I tell you the truth, 78 times in the New Testament. And so over and over and over again, truth is emphasized as the highest good or one of, you know, love is the highest good, but love and truth really go hand in hand. You can't have truth without love and you can't have uh, love without truth. They, they go hand in hand. And so um, when we when we are talking about these issues, uh, I was talking about, uh, Stephen Crowder was talking to this guy and and the the transgender suicide rate is higher than any other subgroup, subpopulation, uh, higher than any other demographic. So uh, I believe the stat is that at 41%, they're, they're attempting suicide at 41%, they're committing suicide at 34%. This is unreal. The The average uh, population, if you just take the population as a whole, the suicide rate is less than 5%. And so why is it so high? Now, some people would say, well, it's because of discrimination. And so today, governments like Canada's government is mandating, essentially mandating that you don't make a transgender person feel like an outsider. So the thought process is this. Look at this suicide rate is astronomical. It's horrible. We need to figure out a way to, to lower the suicide rate. So what we'll do is we'll make laws requiring people to call them by the pronoun that they want to be. Okay, so think about this, right? So the solution to the suicide rate, according to the state governments, is we've got to get rid of the uh, less than feeling that they're experiencing. So the transgender person, Danielle, said to Stephen Crowder, the best thing you can do is uh, love me in my truth, my truth. And his truth was that he was a woman. Okay, so Stephen Crowder says, no, no, no. The best thing I can do for you is speak the truth to you, right? And so that being the case, um, we have two different perspectives on what is going to lead to the best outcome. And one is saying, um, I, in my mind, I feel like a woman, even though biologically I'm a man. And the other side is saying, well, that's actually an issue that has to do with mental illness. Therefore, the solution to helping you isn't to continue to support you in that mental illness. It's to actually find a solution to the mental illness. Now, when I did the show before on this, um, John Hopkins University has done more sex change operations than any other uh, hospital. And the president of uh, John Hopkins actually said that they were doing more damage than good. That when they, they the person was had a sex change uh, surgery, they... It didn't cause things to improve. It actually caused things to go worse. So very interesting. My uh, my uh, radio um, help, pro- one of my producers here, Robert's helping me out, and and uh, he's going to be on the air every once in a while. Robert, what, what's your thoughts? Oh, well, I guess I definitely think that as a Christian, that should, there's a clear way that should impact the way you view this issue because uh-huh. on the one side, you have the idea of like my truth, your truth, whatever truth you feel. Yeah. But like Jesus and the Bible in general clearly talks about the truth. Yeah. Like there is only one. There's what's real. There's what is actual. And that's true. 
And Jesus says, the truth will set you free. He definitely doesn't say, your truth will set you free. Yeah, wouldn't that be weird if he said that? That would be like um, postmodern Jesus. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) New age Jesus, your truth will set you free. Yeah, but isn't that the case, though? I mean, very oftentimes, even outside of the transgender issue, um, oftentimes what we do is we say, look it, um, I'm going to pick this scripture. I like that one, right? Um, uh, Jesus has a plan for me. Uh, all things work for the good of those who love him, right? But then we leave out the, the other scriptures that speak to, the, to, our, to our issues. And so I like the way Ray Comfort says it. He says, look, at, as God begins to look more and more like you, right, you're essentially fashioning God into what you want him to be. So we're, we're having God conform to our image rather than us conforming to his image. And so when it comes to issues like this, um, absolutely, as a Bible-believing Christian, um, I need to be able to um, look at the Word of God and go, okay, what is the truth? Um, like Robert's saying here, um, not what is my truth. And I think this applies all over the board. I mean, you can we can look at the issue of of evolution and creation. We can look at the issue of uh, inerrancy uh, versus uh, the the idea that the Bible has errors or contradictions. All these sorts of things are applied in Scripture, and we have to go, okay, what is the truth? And we have to be careful that. Uh, my opinion is not taking precedence over the word of God. Uh, so when it comes to this issue and transgender rights, there's there's an even bigger issue that's even more significant, and that is this. That is, how how far are we going to allow the government to force us to adhere to its perspective, right? So no longer is God the authority in my life, but the government is the authority in my life. So no longer is it male and female, but it is um, all these different genders. And if... If I have to essentially bow down to that idea, I have to submit to the government's idea of gender, then I can no longer listen to God and listen to truth. And uh, authoritarian culture, authoritarian uh, governments develop in this manner, where they begin to tell you how you need to think, how you need to act, everything about uh, how you can live. And this is the whole point that our founding fathers set up, uh, the system that they did, was to protect us from authoritarianism and these sorts of things. And as a Christian, I believe this is a very relevant. We're fighting for equality of opportunity. We're not fighting for equality of outcome. And this is, seems to be where the feminist movement is going, is equality of outcome, which is ex- extremely dangerous because essentially you have to mandate certain things. I'll give you an example. Right now, um, Harvard University is being sued because of uh, they they are uh, making acceptance to the university contingent on your ethnicity as an Asian. Essentially, Asians um, outperform all other races when it comes to academics. Um, this is not because ra- uh, Asians are inherently smarter. It's because their culture has made them uh, so that they work harder. And I have international students from China. He says that on average, he has to get a... Uh, SAT score that's 140 points higher than a white and 440 points higher than a black in order to get in Harvard. And now what Harvard is doing is it's only allowing Asians in from particular um, particular places in China. So if they have too many Asians from Beijing, they won't let any Asians from Beijing in. They, they look for at different places. So what's happening is um, you're having Harvard is once an equality of outcome, not an equality of opportunity. The when our declaration was set up, right, um, we were guaranteed the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We were not gar- guaranteed happiness. That would be equality of outcome. But we were guaranteed equality of opportunity, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, so I think something that you'll find if you think about it is that freedom and equality of outcome are actually mutually exclusive because not all people are exactly the same. So if you have the freedom to run your life, you're going to run your life the way you want to, and you won't end up in the exact same place 10 years later as somebody else who ran their life the way they want to. So you can only achieve a quality of outcome at the expense of freedom by taking away freedoms and like forcing people to do everything the same way so that you get the same outcome. Yeah. Or by like putting these big handicaps on people who are doing well and then like giving all these boosts to people who are not doing as well. But is that really fair or are you just like... Yeah, so there goes fairness out the window, right? So here, you're you're trying to, quote, be fair to one person, but in essence, you're being unfair. And so 
uh, it's ridiculous. Well, we're coming up on another break uh, right now, but we're going to talk about this as it pertains to men and women. How are men and women actually different? Is it just the reproductive organs that makes us different or are there other differences that um, make an equality of outcome unrealistic and ultimately tyrannical? Um, We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and team. Team Home Loans. Hey, thanks for being here today. This is Kevin Conover. You're on Educate for Life Radio. And uh, we are streaming this show on Facebook. It's on YouTube. It's on our website. We're putting it up everywhere. And so I'd uh, love to have your support. If you uh, see us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe. Please subscribe to the uh, channel. And i uh, love to have your support, especially at the end of the year here as we're uh, coming down on... Um, the big giving time here, November and December, as we're wrapping up the year, people are looking for opportunities to give to different ministries. Educate for Life is a 501c3 where uh, your contributions are tax deductible. So we'd love to have your support. You can go right on our page and uh, donate there if you like what we're doing. We're, uh, we have curriculum that we use in order to educate young people and adults about the different subjects that are critical in our culture today that people are discussing and trying to find truth about. And what we've been talking about today is is we've been talking about uh, feminism and transgenderism. And, uh, you know, feminism is a great thing. Uh, I would say it's even biblical up until the point where you begin to say that the sexes are interchangeable. Um, The facts actually show, and the Bible is very clear, uh, he made them male and female. They are not interchangeable. Um, They uh, they are equal but not interchangeable. And um, so... So if you look at the differences between men and women, um, if you're familiar with this discussion, but uh, there's a lot of big differences. Women, for example, speak uh, almost twice as much as men. And uh, the first time this became crystal clear to me was when I got a cell phone bill as a young married man. And I looked at uh, my wife's minutes and I looked at my minutes and I thought, oh my goodness, they were literally twice as much. And uh, that's not a bad thing. That's just the way God made us. He made us different. Women actually tend to be more, more relational. Um, if you, uh, if you allow men and women equal opportunity, men will typically choose, uh, careers and jobs that have to do with things. Whereas women on, on average will choose jobs that have to do with people. So women, um, are more social men like, uh, things and facts. If you ever got to get around a, a bunch of guys and they're all talking together, they will typically be talking about facts. Who knows the most facts about things? And uh, they try to one-up each other all the time on who has the best, most interesting fact. (laughs) Can people, can there be terra firma on Mars? Um, Can you live on Mars and create an atmosphere, right? And and a woman walks up to that conversation and oftentimes will be like, what are you talking about, right? That's what she'll think. And what does she want to talk about? She want to talk about what's happening in relationships recently. How are you doing? What's going on in your life, right? This is very, very common. And this is not um, a social construct. This is not like, okay, we've molded people to be this way. And part of the reason that we know this is the case is if you look at uh, Scandinavia, if you look at 
uh, which has become very, very feminist oriented, right? Sweden recently said they are the feminist government. Um, uh, A male president said that. And they're doing everything they can to um, boost up women, increase their opportunities, do everything they can. Well, what they found is that 80% of uh, nurses in Scandinavia are women. Why is this? Um, It's not because they don't have opportunity. It's because this is what they're choosing. And so, you know, um, you'll often hear talk about a gender pay gap. uh, And a gender pay gap is a concern if it's happening because men are suppressing women. Then it's a concern. But if, meaning you've got certain men in the work environment that want to oppress women. Now, I'm sure they're out there. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, is that really because of um, sexism? Is that by and large why it's happening? Well, not in uh, Scandinavia. Um, so, yeah, um, the gender pay gap issue, that's been talked about for a really long time. But there's actually one really big misconception about it. Um, it's never been the case since like the 1970s at some point that a man and a woman could legally be paid a different amount for the same work. So the pay... The gap in pay between genders has to do with either working different hours, having different positions, different kinds of jobs that pay different amounts, but it's literally illegal to pay a man and a woman a different amount for the same job. Yeah. Like that's been illegal for decades now. So that's not the pay gap. That's not actually happening right now. Yeah, so very interesting that it's not actually sexism, at least not in the law. So it's got to be some sort of conspiracy if somebody wants to say it's men oppressing women. Well, it's nowhere in the laws, so it's got to be some sort of underground movement. It's the, it's the Illuminati, right? Um, so, And we even know from the social science that we're gathering from Scandinavia, uh, which is so pro-women, that, that um, what happens is women don't necessarily take the highest paying job. So a guy might, might think to himself, I just want the highest paying job. But a woman might say, I'd rather have a lower paying job that gives me more freedom to do this or is more what I want. Um, Another thing that I thought was very interesting that Jordan Peterson brought up is that uh, women tend to be more agreeable than men. And uh, that is, what does that mean? It means basically that they're less argumentative. Again, uh, of course there are women that are argumentative and there are men that are not. But on average, women um, just tend to be less argumentative. And this uh, also has something to do with women being paid less is because that they're not as assertive, right? And I see this in my own in, in my own classroom. We have discussions where we get everybody in a circle and we have discussions. And I have to constantly regulate uh, the boys in the group that they need to, to tone it down and give the girls an opportunity to share their perspectives. And so uh, this is something that's ongoing. Um, and so hormonally, uh, bone density-wise... Um, If you look up all that's happening with transgender athletes and these men getting in women's sports, you can see that very often when a man gets in a sport that's uh, that's supposed to be all women, but here's a man that is transgender, um, he's dominating in the competition. This has happened over and over and over again. Uh, Bone density is bigger. um, Your muscle mass is bigger. You actually have different types of muscles even. And so there are a lot of differences between men and women that have nothing at all to do with uh, the culture that's just biology it's it's your dna it's your genetics and so uh, this is also a very important point when it comes to truth and the idea that men and women are interchangeable this is why the social science shows that a child does best when he has a mother and a father um, not two mothers not two fathers but a biological mother and father um, that's the best environment and so on the left, you have people saying, no, 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 they're interchangeable. No big deal. Two dads, fine. Two moms, fine. Transgender dad, uh, uh, a bio mom, uh, or what they call cisgender mom. So uh, no big deal. And the issue is, is that the social science says otherwise, and the Bible says otherwise also. So um, th- these are important subjects as we're thinking these things through. They're coming up in politics. Uh, sadly, um, you know, the Washington Post just posted here that that uh, people are arguing with uh, the the policies that Trump is putting forth that have to do with gender and so forth. And um, nobody wants transgenders to be oppressed, but what we really don't want is we don't want to be coerced into playing along in that because that coercion, if it's acceptable, essentially becomes tyranny. Okay, and so 
Um, just to summarize the points I've been making along the way here is this. Feminism in and of itself, if it means equality for women, if it means well-being for women, if it means women being treated kindly and fairly and given opportunities, that is all well and good, and the Bible is all for that. Uh, very clearly, the scriptures are for that. Um, but if feminism moves into the area where it begins to say that men and women are interchangeable or men are not needed in a family, um, these sorts of things, well, now you've crossed a line. Uh, men and women are equal, but they are not interchangeable. And this is why the whole gender issue has even come up, because if you have a man that says he's a woman, well, if men and women are interchangeable, well, then who cares? They're interchangeable. But if they're not, and if society is built on the family, then this is a, a really big deal. Because if you start to change the fabric of society, and the family family is everything, right? Divorce causes 90% of the social problems in our country and around the world. Divorce is, is a precursor to that. So um, all, everything is built on marriage, on family, on kids having a mother, biological mother and father. That's very important. And so how we define those terms is very important also. Um, gender, right? So biblically, there's only two genders. Scientifically, I would argue that that's the case also. And we didn't talk much about intersex, um, but essentially, yes, some people are born with congenital uh, malformities. They're, they're uh, genetic uh, abnormalities. But this is not the norm, right? It's less than, way less than 2%. And that being the case, we all have to deal with things in our lives that aren't perfect. We know biblically that, that uh, if we look at what the Bible teaches, all the way from Adam and Eve, when sin entered the world, all of creation has been slowly wearing down. So we are getting more and more genetic mutations. My daughter's cystic fibrosis. She's still human. I still love her to death, but it's something we have to deal with now on a regular basis. And so when it comes to these sorts of things, intersex or uh, somebody's mind being affected by trauma that's causing them to feel differently than they actually are, these are all issues we have to work through, acknowledge, and deal with. I can't pretend that my daughter's cystic fibrosis doesn't exist. That's not going to help the situation get better. And in the same way, what John Hopkins has learned is that it's not helpful to pretend that a transgender woman is a woman when in fact she's a man. The best thing we can do is acknowledge that something's going on in their mind and we need to help, help them and encourage them. We're just about out of time here, so um, we're going to have another show next week. I hope you'll join us. Uh, please subscribe, like I said. Uh, please visit myeducateforlife.org. Uh, uh, website. It's got all kinds of resources on there that you can use. And uh, I encourage you also to get out and vote. We're right around the corner. We're supposed to be voting here. So uh, please get out and get involved. And um, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great day and uh, God bless you. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry. We're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's all.